What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast, episode 201 here. We're getting into the mix of uh, 2022, and yes, if you're in New York City, you are well aware that it's freezing outside, 19 degrees today. There's never really a day where it kind of switches from iced coffee to hot coffee, because like, you know, once we're in the like first or second week of January, it'll go back up to 40s, and then you shoot back down to like 12 degrees or something, so... It's better that you just stick with the hot coffee or iced coffee. I don't know. What do you prefer? Let me know. Ted Jones World at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys in 200 episodes in here. 201, rather. A lot of things moving forward for the future of the universe. Elon Musk said the other day that having a Neuralink installed in people's brains is very likely for this year, 2022. And he's cautiously optimistic that Neuralink will bring back function of people's limbs. So if you're paralyzed, he is confident that things can be fixed with the Neuralink in people's brains. You know, I also, I've never really understood that though. You know how like things grow back, by the way. Yes, you recognize these socks, Sriracha socks. Thank you, Ralph Kondo. But the thing is like when you cut your hair, it grows back. Nails grow back. I mean, everything kind of grows back except for limbs eyeballs and why wouldn't they you know like that's something i've thought about before like if somebody chops off you know your arm like why wouldn't you be able to grow it back but i think having the Neuralink, it'll send like transmissions to your brain being like okay we need to figure out how we're gonna fix this and grow the limb but um that's crazy elon musk also today worth over 300 billion dollars you guys heard it here first i don't know if you heard it here first but One of the first times you've heard it, I believe Elon Musk is going to be a trillionaire by, I mean, 2025 at least. You know, you figure how much Bitcoin he has. Like, there's much room to improve in how much of his net worth is in Bitcoin. And then also with all of these things he's doing in technology, going to space, maybe creating the first civilization on Mars. But I believe that Elon Musk is going to be our, our first trillionaire. I think, like, Jeff Bezos will probably be a close second, but we'll see. Cause like if Elon Musk becomes a trillionaire, it's not going to be because he has a trillion dollars of cash in the bank. It's because all of his companies combined together equal a trillion dollars, which is also some sort of confusion for people who are like, well, how is this guy even worth a trillion dollars? He has like a trillion dollars in his chase account. No, you would have to sell a whole lot of stuff to even have access to that trillion dollars. It's just how much his companies are worth and then how much you know, his assets are worth as well. But Elon, you know, you're always welcome here on the podcast, Ted Jones World here. And (laughs) if you guys checked out the Ted Jones vlog posted on Tuesday, you'll saw that we went to Hudson Yards. We're going all over the city and just judging New York City because there's a lot to judge and there are a lot of characters here to judge. Just kidding. We don't make fun of anybody on this podcast unless you're Donnie T, which I do not have a warm heart for, okay? All right, good. So inflation, guys, it's getting real. I just touched on Bitcoin. One major thing that I think like hit my everyday life was that now the light ice at Starbucks costs an extra dollar. Now, when I brought this up to my buddy, I told him, I was like, look, the extra ice is a dollar, excuse me, the less ice in an iced coffee is now a dollar more which I can maybe understand from like a Starbucks point, you know, if if a customer is coming in asking for light ice, they'd be getting more coffee. But on the app, at least it says a a dollar more. So I don't know if that's inflation or that's people getting around paying extra for less coffee. 
You know, I've actually, like, on the vlog before, I've told you guys that, like, you get light ice or you get no ice at Starbucks, and you're good! I don't know if there's an upcharge for no ice, but if you're getting an iced coffee and you get no ice, I mean, come on, let's be real. You're getting at least three or four extra ounces for free that Starbucks hasn't quite figured out. Starbucks is a tricky brand. You know, I'm starting to go to the mom-and-pop shop on the corner, Abdul, 24th and 8th. Well, there you go, for the most part, giving up my address. But Abdul on the corner, he's got his little cart, fresh two fifty for a nice cup of coffee. I'm going there from now on. So you guys may see me there anytime during the week. But no, we'll go back to Starbucks for a second. So Starbucks uses any money that you put into Starbucks, like on your balance, because you can't order ahead in Starbucks unless you use like your points. I mean, you can, but you get double points if you use the order ahead. So when you have like, let's say $15 in your Starbucks account and they are going out and trying to get money from a bank to loan them money to like open more Starbucks, whatever it is, they use the money that you put on your account as their balance, like as money that they already have in their system, which is a little bit effed up, you know, but I think that they have figured out that um, they're going to get the biggest bang for their Starbucks. Also, when you have 150 points, that's when you can typically get like a, a drink or whatever, or maybe that's for the iced coffee, the 150 rewards points. But then as soon as you use the rewards points, they're like, this one's on us. I'm like, no, dude, this one's on me. I earned this. You know, eight iced coffees later, what, $35 later, you get a free iced coffee. But the Starbucks iced coffee, I will say, is good. And it's it's interesting to see some of the Starbucks closed down, but I think like, I don't, <laughs> do you guys remember in Shrek 2? When, like, the ogre was coming to town. I don't know if it was Shrek or... Well, I mean, he's obviously, like, the only ogre. But the ogre was coming to town, and all the people in the town were scared. So they left one Starbucks and went across the corner to the other Starbucks. But in New York City, the pandemic, I think, hurt a few Starbucks. Because you realize that, like... And they realize, too, that each Starbucks is competing against each other. You know, if you have one Starbucks two blocks away from the other... Like, the chances of having a coffee shop that's not a Starbucks in between those two blocks where the Starbucks are that can, like, compete with those two is, like, definitely slim to none. You know, like, most of the coffee shops that are opening in the city are mom pops or maybe it's, like, a Joe Coffee. But coffee shops that, like, are paying a high rent, I mean, it's tough. Starbucks is really the only coffee that's, like, that iPhone of coffees. You know, like, it's a status symbol. You got, like, the big white cup. If it's a hot one or if it's cold, you get that plastic cup with the big lady on the front. But I think Starbucks is definitely like a a status symbol, like the Apple iPhone. You don't really have that yet with like a food. You know what I mean? There's not like a particular food that every rich person maybe eats. Do you guys know what I'm talking about in terms of like if you see it in their hand, you're like, oh, they are fancy. Water, it's with Essentia. So it's like Essentia water. You got the Starbucks coffee. And then you got the iPhone. You guys let me know if you think of anything else that's like a status symbol that like people have. That'd be interesting if there started to be like an umbrella, like a status symbol umbrella. Like, oh, yes, if you're chic and posh, you have this umbrella. But no, besides that, I have not really seen um, any umbrellas like that. But in China, you know, they use umbrellas for the sun. I wonder if we'll take over doing that from them. You know, they started with the masks. Now we're wearing masks, you know, kneeling down when they're smoking cigs. You know what I mean? Like, in the crouch position, smoking heaters. I don't know if we'll uh, do that, but I have seen a lot of people um, do that. So, Burger King pledges to go 50% meat-free by 2030. That's a big move. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the 
Burger King has had Impossible Burgers on their menu for a while, and they are delicious. I'd recommend you get one. Uh, better than the Whopper? I don't know. I haven't had a Whopper in years, but you guys try. Do a taste test. Impossible Burger or the Whopper. But that's a good sign. Fast food going 50% meat-free by 2030. That's within the next eight years, so good start, Burger King. I imagine a lot of fast food companies will follow their suit because... Because vegans the wave of the future, guys. We're gonna start eating less and less meat. It's not because I want to. It's just because like it's it's not sustainable to eat as much meat as we can. We can feed friggin' sixty billion land animals. We can't feed eight billion humans. You know, we're feeding all these humans this meat and stuff. We just have to be more economical. Figure out what we can eat. And what we shouldn't eat as much. Steak going to become a delicacy. Obviously, you're going to start paying $200 for that regular steak. I don't even really know the hierarchy of steak. It's like ribeye, porterhouse, freaking John's foot. I don't even really know. But I think the meat is going to become a delicacy. And we're going to see like a lot more like 3D plant, plant printed meats. That'll be weird, but I think it'll also be good because the texture tastes more like the meat. You're like, ah, oh, whatever. As long as, it, as long as it tastes the same, I don't give a shit because I understand. I did miss the taste of meat for a while. You guys know what I mean, okay? Food meat, not meat meat. I'm not talking about a man's wiener. All right. Anyway, other fast food news. Burger King in Times Square are not serving people if they're unvaccinated. This was as of today. I saw a standoff on TikTok of, no joke, like 15 cops in front of the cash registers in Times Square at Burger King. So I don't know if Mayor Eric Adams is like switching this to make people be able to like get food and then just leave because the unvaccinated people were making a freaking ruckus, causing a ruckus the other day. Do I understand? Yeah, I, I understand where the unvaccinated people are coming from. They're saying like, let us just come in, get our food and we'll leave. I mean, within the last few weeks, a number of people have been vaccinated. Apparently, the number is 75,000 New Yorkers within like the last two weeks have been vaccinated, bringing up the vaccinated in NYC to over 80 percent. So we are definitely leading in terms of states. I saw that like Tennessee, Florida have um, a lot of cases of Omicron right now. And like even in the city, people that I people that I know um, who are boosted up and double shot it, you know, they're still being cautious. But, I mean, we got to live our life, right, guys? We really do. So I, myself, I'm being cautious as much as I can, uh, still going to comedy shows almost every single night, still spewing out the podcast to you guys, vlog. We're actually going to, um, where are we going tomorrow? Washington Square Park for a vlog, but you guys will see that next week. And check out the Ted Jones vlog every Tuesday and Friday on the Ted Jones World YouTube channel. And guys, this Monday, we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show, January 10th, 7 p.m. The lineup is amazing. Check the link in this YouTube video, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you guys are listening to this podcast. The comedy show is going to be amazing. It's at the Stand NYC 116 East 16th Street in Union Square. It's going to be amazing. The Stand A beautiful place to come have dinner and drinks the show is at 7 p.m so you best believe you better be getting a pizza or whatever some brussels sprouts get a chicken i don't know whatever you guys are eating they have a great menu so it's going to be 
a swell time, and I really can't wait. So let's talk about uh, Bitcoin going back a little bit. El Salvador, I've talked about it before, the first country to have Bitcoin use as their GDP. So people are in the country of El Salvador paying in Bitcoin. And the country came out with a little video saying how you can protect yourself with COVID. And they talk about all the things that I was talking about last episode. So let me just pull this up really quick. A reducir las complicaciones por COVID-19. Los grupos con más riesgo de mortalidad son los... You know what? I think it's better if I just read it to you guys since um, <laughs> it's in Spanish. Okay, one second. A healthy lifestyle also helps to reduce the complications from COVID-19. Older adults and people with obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, or chronic illness are the groups at the most risk of mortality. Try following these recommendations. Maintain a healthy and balanced diet. Try to hit your ideal weight. Practice outdoor activities to get fresh air and sunlight. Something your body needs to produce, vitamin D. Drink at least two liters of water each day to keep your kidneys healthy. Cut down on stress by spending time on yourself, such as practicing yoga or reading a book. Try to sleep at least six hours per night. Just six? Include citrus fruits. Anyway, so you guys can check out this um, video on YouTube. It's just an El Salvador COVID-19 video. But since El Salvador has switched to having their GDP in Bitcoin, I mean, the government isn't pushing anything. You know what I mean? Like government is not pushing people of their country to take products that are given by companies sponsored by the government. It just seems like the government is trying to win the people over now. The government is being transparent. Is that what the world's going to be like in five years? I sure hope so, where we can turn on the TV and there are going to be more workout classes like they were back 20 years ago. Do you guys remember like daytime TV? They used to have guys on the TV, whatever it was, doing workout classes, doing yoga. But we haven't seen any of that. It's just been all commercials and people trying to sell you their Kool-Aid. But we all know that the best cures for something of like COVID is just healthy habits, lifestyle, sun. Make sure you're doing everything right, guys, okay? You can't be stuffing your face with processed foods and expect that just the shot is going to make everything better, all right? Because the government has nothing to gain. They just want their people to be healthy. And that's how our government should be for us. They should be like, you just need to go outside, stop eating as much junk, and you'll feel better. You'll look better. You act better. But I'd say the most part, for the most part, it's going to help the environment and you're going to feel better. Feeling better is probably number one for people who, you know, care a lot about their body and stuff. So we're going to have to live with this for a long time, as you guys know. But in the meantime, while we are living in this crazy moment, get out there. Do a few push-ups. Go for a walk. If it's freezing where you live, go to the local gym. Walk on that treadmill for a mile. Take you 20 minutes. Do that three times a week. Start somewhere. You don't need equipment. You don't need a treadmill. You don't need anything. Start by doing 10 jumping jacks five times. Let's do that. Get off the couch while you're listening to this podcast. Go to the gym or, again, do friggin' 50 jumping jacks. We'll start somewhere, guys. And always try and... 
try and make your window smaller. Snacking, I think, was the worst thing that I ever did. And I spoke about this last time on the podcast when I was like 25 pounds heavier than I am right now. I was always snacking, and it never really gave my body a chance to produce ketones. For those of you who don't know, ketones is basically when your body takes the fat it already has on its body and uses that fat for energy. Instead of using glucose, glucose comes from food. So when you keep filling yourself with glucose, aka food, your body's like, oh, we'll use some of that glucose and then store it as fat. Oh, we'll use some of that glucose and then store it as fat. Instead of trying to reach towards the ketones and use those ketones as energy, your body's just consistently using the food and then storing the rest as fat. So the longer you have not eating, it gives your body a chance to use those ketones. That might have been one of the easier ways, I think, to think about fat loss. You know, people are always worried if they don't eat right after the gym that they're going to lose muscle. That's not the case. You know, your body will focus on eating the fat that it has first, and then maybe a little bit on the process. If you're really taking it to the extreme, you'll lose some muscle, but your body is focused on eating these ketones that they already have in your gut, your love handles, your neck, wherever you're holding fat. So if you're thinking about losing five to 10 pounds, I'd say shorten that eating window you know, eat less meat, go vegan, but health and lifestyle, you got to be up, get active, walk more places, take the stairs. I'm a big stairs guy. You know, all, all things considered Would I walk to the top of the empire state building. I don't know. Maybe if you guys were paying for it or we did it for some, (laughs) for some charity or something, then yes, I'd walk to the top of the empire state building. You got it. Like 110 stories. I don't even know. Let's look that up. Hey, Siri, how many stories is the Empire State Building? The Empire State Building has 102 floors. Ooh, it was pretty close. 102 floors. Ah, I really am not a fan of heights. Like, I can never work on the 102nd floor. Even in, like, the high-rise, nice penthouse buildings, like, I don't know if I want to be on the 95th floor. Granted, there usually are not any, like, outdoor spaces out there. Like, you don't have a balcony if you're on the 102nd floor. But it's scary because you even know that your building is like swaying back and forth in the wind because that's how it was built. They're like, yeah, it sways in the wind. So people in the penthouse can't feel it. That's a scary thought. I tell you, up there on Billionaire's Row. Do you guys know about Billionaire's Row, 57th Street? They changed the zoning like in 2000 and let's see what year. Oh, let's see if Siri can help me here. Hey, Siri, what year did they change the zoning on Billionaire's Row? No shot. She knows this. Let us see. I believe it was 2014 when they changed the zoning, and then they just had a number of skyscrapers come in. But let us see the actual facts. It's also crazy how, like, a lot of these news websites require subscriptions nowadays. It's like, dude, you need to chill. All Like, 20 skyscrapers where all the apartments are millions of dollars. I also, like, who would want to live on 57th Street? between 5th and 6th Avenue. I mean, for the most part, it's like all of 57th Street, but like, what a weird area. You know, I guess you're like just south of the park, Central Park, which is like where all the billionaires want to be. They want to park their money. It's also like a lot of overseas money. So you'll see some guy from China buy like a $90 million apartment. It'll just sit there and not really get much use. And it's crazy how thin these buildings are. We'll go up there one day and we'll check them out. But billionaires row, I don't know. And also who would want to live on a, street that says billionaires row i would imagine billionaires but wouldn't you want to live in like a cooler street something with a more vibe vibe going on you definitely get a lot of vitamin d 
on those billionaires' rows apartments. I tell you that. That's for sure. Here's a funny DM. Hey, Ted, I noticed that you sometimes use Invisalign. How often do you wear it? Um, That is a pretty funny question. I wear my Invisalign at night 12 hours usually. 12 hours, like five days a week. I'm supposed to wear it every single day, but my teeth are hopefully not moving. And it's bizarre AF that you can't put a, a bar on the top, on your top teeth. Well, because I guess, like, apparently your bottom teeth would, like, bite it off if you do have a perfect bite, which I believe I finally do now. Thanks to Dr. Hannah, Dr. Todd Hannah. You see that? I got my face broken in three places because my gum line on one side was depleting. Now you guys know, so don't ask me what this scar is on my neck. Ooh, what's that scar from? Nobody put a knife to my neck. Somebody did break my jaw in three places, though. First surgery, and it was great, called TMJ Surgery. Guys, thanks so much for listening to episode 201. Get your tickets to the Ted Jones Comedy Show this coming Monday in this video, or if you're listening to it, audio in that audio little description. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. We'll see you guys on Monday. Peace.